0: Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew everybody. I'm your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me as always is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John it's great to see you again
1: <laughs> like, again like i said i Why always say again i say I always <laughs> say again because for for people they may listen to things back to back right mm-hmm. for us it's week to week and usually a lot of things happen from that monday through monday you know yeah. we, we put this out so uh usually Little stuff called life right yeah, <laughs> usually we're kind of recovering from the weekend or this work or whatever else we're doing but but it's good to be back in the in the, the front of the of the week and ready to go
0: yeah man it's awesome i'm uh Looking forward to this week. We've got the mission at Holy Family up in Brentwood, Tennessee, coming yeah. up this Friday. Excited because Angela is going with me. So you know, it's very rare that she gets to go because of cost, and usually these mm-hmm. things, the, the missions have been far off. You know, you know, on the West Coast or middle of the country or something. So it's hard for both of us to get away, and then watching kids and stuff like that. Sure. So my sister, thank you to my sister Pam. She's going to watch all three kids and. Um, probably feed them more junk food than they need mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but it's going to allow us to go that's, to Nashville. And that's Ansel's how you become the be cool of.
1: aunt, uncle. You know, you give them the, the, like the, that's right. the frosted flakes that's right. or the Captain Crunch berries. Like how you, it's a like giving begging strip. so you right. make the dog that's come right. back. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, I'm excited too. Hansel's yeah, going. We're going to get to stay with my buddy Jeremy up there that really was... The uh, person that asked us to come up here to this, he was part of Legatus. I went and gave a talk up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it was earlier this year. Yeah, back in the beginning of the year. And he pursued this and said, I want to do this in the parish. So, thank you to Jeremy. And it's also kind of neat because Lucy. You know, I've talked about her a couple times now, our new employee. She's going to drive up from Atlanta, and it's going to be her first experience cool. actually in person. We'll actually meet in person for the first time. And uh, Sonia Corbett told me she's going to come over too. So, it's going to be a good time with a lot of people that I'm friends with and, and look forward to making all kind of new friends there. So, But uh, we will be up there this Friday. We're going to give our first talk. is going to be on Friday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, that'll be on my conversion story, and then we'll have two talks Saturday morning on the other two, uh, Restoring mm-hmm. Your Identity and uh, a Personal Relationship with Jesus Christ. So we'll be sharing those Saturday morning, then we'll go on and train them in in the afternoon the way we do at all these missions. So it's going to be awesome. And just want to take a second to, to tell people speaking about that, you know, the missions and stuff. That's really what we've kind of come into understanding from the Lord of what he wants us to do with this ministry. Um, you know, we're going to have some changes coming up to the website that talk about really all the, what, what we're doing. Like this need for men's groups, the need to help men find community and authentic relationships and a real and personal relationship with the Lord, something that changes their life. You know, our families are suffering because our men are simply checked out. Victor, we've been saying that for years. I was one of them. You've been one of them at mm-hmm. your time in your life. Deacon Jeff's over there, and he's admitted to being checked out in parts of his life, too. Right. I think he's checked in today. But like, <laughs> but we all have different places and times in our life where we just haven't been the men that we called to be. And some of us bounce back and forth, right? And so it's about getting to that place where we're constantly trying to strive to be the man that God calls us to be so we can be a saint in heaven with him one day. And part of that responsibility is to bring our family with us. And so there's so many men that are lost out there. We're struggling. We don't have friends. We're isolated. We're enslaved devices. And honestly, Victor, I mean, Lucy's been doing work for us where she's checking with all these parishes in Region 5. You know, that's, that's the region that we're in here in the Diocese of Memphis. And the numbers are astounding. I mean, it's below 15% in a lot of these uh, a lot of these areas, mm-hmm. a lot of these dioceses that, that have men's groups, right? It's 15% of their parishes are all that have them. So, I mean, you look at that and you think, man, that's 85% of parishes just in our region. And the ones that we looked at so far that don't have places for men to go for spiritual groups. Right, you know? It's a major void, obviously. It is. Yeah. And so the Lord has just kept, you know, in my prayer, I keep hearing like just Paul, Paul, Paul. And as I told you, we dedicated the ministry to St. Paul and, and he's now our patron saint. And it, that, that idea of going out and just boots on the ground, right, like going into parishes and really helping people you know, we don't want to be just another ministry in the box, or we don't want to be just another couple of top, you know, talking heads on YouTube or, or our podcast. Those things are great and they serve their purpose, right? We have wonderful listeners and people that support us, but at the end of the day, like we want to build things that last, right? And we want to build places for men to go and to be able to change their lives. And we've seen it in our group. I've seen it in other parishes. We've started, you know, groups in across the country in the last year. And I'm so excited The Lord has really just sort of been reconfirming this, Mm -hmm. this, this mission, right? And, And that's what really ministry is, is a call to mission, right? To go out and to find what God's purpose is for you and then go out and live it. And I believe that's what this is for this ministry. And so, you know, we've talked in the past about financially supporting us and helping us with the studio. And we thank you for all the people that have done that. Like, we wouldn't be sitting here on this beautiful, you know, set doing this right now if it wasn't for you. But I I just want to invite those of you who would like to, to come on mission with us. You know, so often we talk about... Like, I want to go out and do things to change the church. And sometimes we believe that, like, that's all about us. i got to go find the thing that I'm supposed to do. And, yes, that's a good thing. But also sometimes ministry is just like finding a, a cause that speaks to my heart and a purpose that I can get along with and, 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 and become a part of, right? And so that's what I'm doing right now is just inviting everybody listening to join us on this mission. You know, we, we need funds to be able to do this. It's just part of ministry, right? I mean, Paul and everybody else looked for people to support them as they went out on mission and not to support them just – Personally, but to support the mission is really what the point is, to be able to, to, to do the things we need to do, to advertise, to, to market, to, to get these things out to other parishes of what we're doing. So I invite you to come on mission with us and know that when, you, you know, when you're contributing to our mission, that you're going out there and contributing to kids getting their fathers back. To wives getting their husbands back, to to friends, you know, being able to find other friends, like men to be able to find other friends. So that's what we're doing here in this ministry. And I invite you to be a part of it by becoming, you know, a patron or becoming a, a member of our community or joining you going to donorbox.org slash pew is really the main place well, and giving yeah. it at levels that, that will help us continue to do this.
1: Just a prayer partner. Yeah. yeah,
0: prayer partner's always good too. We always need prayers, always. Yeah. So if you give money, don't just do that. Pray too. <laughs> But we do need all that support because I really believe this is what God's called us to. It's unique. It's boots on the ground, and it's going out there to build things and fruit that last. And that's what Paul did. That's what we want to do. And hopefully we will be able to continue to do that with the support of fine people that are listening and watching right now. You know, Victor, today I I was working on a couple different things for the show. You know, I was thinking, man, I'm going to do this. We're going to talk about this. And the Lord was leaning me towards the readings of yesterday, which would have been the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Mm -hmm. We heard about the... You know, the parable of the rich fool, is, is some uh, is it's called in some of the scriptures. Right. But we re- heard the reading from Ecclesiastes. Which and you were the lector, by the way. Yeah, I was. I was the lector. And I was impressed. So I had to got, pay attention yesterday. I was su- super impressed you got his name right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, man, I'll tell you what. There's a little secret to that. If you ever run up on a name that you don't understand, just YouTube it. <laughs> yeah. And there's like 20,000 people. What was his name again? Re- Coaleth. Coaleth, yeah. yeah.
1: I was thinking of Queequeg, you know, from Moby Dick. That's know, right. a, I was like, Why'd you make a name that but anyways it's right. to say about names, but just it's it's unique, that's for sure.
0: That's right. Well it's I mean and, and it means Ecclesiastes, right? Yeah. I mean it would it should have probably saying. been called that, but as Father Gallagher's point yesterday, it's a lot harder to say right. quo leth or remember Quo-leth. how to say it than Ecclesiastes, yeah. I guess right. if you're used to saying that. But no, I mean I just I was kind of trying to prepare about all of that and there'll probably be some of this in the show today, but I Man, I just feel like the Holy Spirit more and more is, is I try to go deeper with Him and, and, and really with God and figuring out what He wants. And Deacon Justin, he's probably going to clap because he's been asking me to do this forever is to really just show up and let the Holy Spirit lead. And so I have some stuff here that I jumbled down earlier, but yeah. it's not like our list of, let's cover this, this, and this. But, you know, I, I, today I set out and I got up early and I was praying and all the things that I really feel like I need to be doing in my life and mm-hmm. getting back to get off that for a little while and and, uh, I knew I had some things to do, go get Jacob's a football cleats. Angela asked me to do that. She's got starting school and a lot of other burdens on her right now. So I was picking up some of those things. And then I forgot that I had a focus missionary or, you know, missionary here in town, uh, Max friend of mine that had asked if he'd come over and just kind of talk today. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so that came in and I was just like, man, okay, I got that. And then there was a zoom with Lucy to catch up on ministry stuff. And then there was a call with a parish. And then there was the podcast with you and D Jeff here and, I was like, man, when am I actually going to be able to sit down and think about what we're talking about? And, and you know, it's just funny how God works because I was reading uh, Father Jacques Philippe's book. I believe it's called Inner Freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was reading it a couple days ago, and he was telling this uh, story about uh, Therese, uh, the little flower. You know, Saint uh, Therese. I think that's right. Right. Yeah. You got it. Sorry, right. I'm having a mind blank here. But she was. He was talking about how she hated to be interrupted. Like that was the one thing, like she did not want to be interrupted when she was studying, when she was doing things for the Lord, anything. And eventually the Lord talked to her about that mm-hmm. and basically told her it's in the interruptions where you find me, right? Like to be okay with those interruptions. Mm-hmm. And so today, you know, when I could have looked at it a couple different ways, one, well, max is coming on, so I need to cancel. And I even felt that inside. Right. But I was like, no, obviously he needs to talk. I don't know about what, but you know, this is important. And when you get to a place like that, when you start like looking at where the spirits are moving and not just what I had planned and what I need and what I want, you know, you, you really start to engage in that battle of our hearts. You know, we all have that, in, that battle within. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kept hearing. Because when Max showed up, I'm not going to, you know, share a lot of what he talked about. Cause that's private. I didn't ask him if I could, but I mean, a, a lot of it is just the same things we're all dealing with, just in, interior turmoil battles, right? Like knowing what we need to do, but not being so great at doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, struggling with things of the world, the, the pull of the world, all of those things, and so it just really kind of stuck with me all day. I was like, "Well, alright, Lord. Well, I don't have time to write a prayer, and I don't have time to do the things we normally do. So I'm just going to show up, and talk to my buddy Victor about those things. And I know that you've got to be familiar with that too. Just the battle within, right? Yeah, like, yeah. just you, you know, it's like Saint Paul says, "I do. I don't know how to do the things I want to do, but I do the things I do not want to do. Right. I probably said that backwards, but that's really what it sometimes life is. Is is I know what I want to do. I feel it in my heart, but I get off track, and sure. it's this battle. And as men, you know, we we oftentimes don't want to engage that battle. We want to like go out there and hit something. Like we mm-hmm. want to grab our sword, or broadsword, and go smack something, right? Instead of dealing with that that battle within, right? We want points, meaning that we want to go <laughs> out and like conquer
1: and do stuff, yeah. you know, and and say this is what I've done. But then the thing, the hardest thing, like today, Ella is not. She likes. She, she can read. Your well. daughter, yeah, yes, Ella. It's my daughter. Yeah. Read well when she needs to, but when you give a kid like her some reading for two books, you might as well just tell her to go dig a ditch for like (laughs) twenty hours a day, you know, as she'd be like, Oh man, you know, so so it's one of those things where you're trying to like encourage her and then she just doesn't do it. So and then you get upset because Mm -hmm. what you're doing, you're setting these parameters of expectations. Sure. And then guess what? You start getting more angrier for something that is really minor mm-hmm. you know it's because this is like it's a book it's summer reading all that stuff she just doesn't want to do it right? yeah and yes probably for a greater report whatever but then I found myself getting angrier not because she wasn't listening to me but because she wasn't what I wanted her to be yeah at that time so I could go back to doing my work and not be a bit bothered with it you know sure so in the, in a the sense I was neglecting that time to give her the, the, the her father in the sense of mm-hmm. patience, kindness, and say, "Well, let's think about something else to do. Let's do it another way." So, with that uh, idea of looking at the other side, we went ahead and downloaded Audible. Of course, she like bought the book again because yeah, sure. it costs that much to listen to it. So she's she's engaging it now because she's able to hear it and like and, and have the story in her mind unfolding. Sure. That's the way she learns. And I have to remember that, you know, she's not, she doesn't do, she's not like me. She's like herself. Sure. And, and the inner turmoil, I know this is a minor example of the inner turmoil because there's other men who are listening to this or something more tragic in the sense that they're dealing with. It's the same thing that, that we, we are frustrated at our outcomes yeah. because we know we could do something different, and, but we continue not to do that.
0: Well, I'm glad you fixed that because I yeah. was going to have to send back your Father of the Year trophy. Well, I, know. I never <laughs> you got one. Tell me that. I was never nominated, by That's the right. way. So. <laughs> but, no, I get what you're saying, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, so often as men, like, I don't think we do a good job of realizing that so much we're angry about, so much we're stressed out about, so many things that have to do with the way we behave and the way we act in our life. Mm-hmm. is really a battle of our hearts and a battle of our minds. You know, it, oftentimes we blame people, right? We're angry at other people. We don't mm-hmm. forgive other people. And we always think that there's some exterior circumstance, right, that, that will make me happy or fix my problem sure, yeah. or it's something else's fault or Yeah, if she just whatever. reads a book,
1: I get my work done, right. and then I can enjoy the rest of the day.
0: Right, but right. It, it never winds up being enough because you're out there. Right. You're, you're fighting all this stuff on the exterior and ruining relationships and mm-hmm. causing issues and you know, fighting and, and, and stressing other people out and causing all this turmoil. When really there's issues inside of yourself, like like what you're saying there, you had a perception of what you thought she should be, or what you would have been, mm-hmm. or what you would have done, and so when she didn't meet that, now all of a sudden you're upset and you've got that inner turmoil. Well, I mean the, the thing with guys is like we don't ever spend a lot of time really, you know, in- inspecting that, mm-hmm. like what's really going on here. We're so quick to act, right? Because as men, we're told we got to do, we got to be, we got to go build, we got to fix, we got to like even it's how many times you got in trouble with your wife. When she tells you something and you're like, well, you just need to do this. She's like, I don't want you to fix it. Yeah. I just want you to listen. You're like, well, I don't, that's not the way I operate. Like right. I had my hammer and my nails and my duct tape and right. like I was ready to fix stuff.
1: So you just threw a memory at me right now. So, yeah. and, and this is the same thing. So I've stopped trying to fix stuff, but I love my wife, obviously, to, to, to death. But she has a scenic route of a story. Mm-hmm. So it's like the whole story should be kind of summed up into like a little sphere of yeah. like bullet points. But it continues from here. And it goes all the way to here. <laughs> you better hope she's not listening. Like, no, she she knows what I'm talking about because I talk about it all the time. Is that, yeah. is that, you know, I listen and then I get accused for not listening because that, that the backstory takes a long time to develop what's really going on. Sure, right? sure. As you know.
0: Yeah, you can get lost in that. Yeah, yes. I'm pretty good at doing that myself. Yeah. But, no, the, the thing is, man, like I just – when we're always out there focusing on the stuff on the exterior, we're ignoring that. And as men, like – let's be honest i mean yeah. if something brushes against something that hurts or or, or bothers us we're just going kind of like, ah, on to the next thing right we don't want to deal with that inside of us and and this is why we find ourselves in so many bad places man because we don't ever we ignore that we go well instead of doing that i'll go do yard work for the next 10 hours or mm-hmm. i'll go build a house or i'll go do whatever to take my mind off whatever it is interiorly that i'm struggling with or dealing with and and when we do that we find ourselves lost in the ways of the world and. I guess this is how it could tie in a little bit to Sunday. Is as I was reading, you know, or listening to to Deacon Jeff actually read the gospel um, yesterday at mass, you know, I'm hearing certain things this guy's saying. It's like he's searching for something on the exterior to make himself happy or to make himself have enough security or, or to to go out and fight a battle there, right? Instead of saying, you know, there's something missing here. Um, I need to be pursuing the Lord because that's what's ever going to make me feel whole. That's mm-hmm. what's going to make me feel. Um, safe and and make me feel loved and all those things. Instead, he goes out and he pursues you know all this abundance. Now he he had a great year that year, right? His harvest, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now I got to go build houses for it, right? right? And and he doesn't even rest in the abundance that God gave him or and like the blessing of right. that, right? right. It's right. it's like now I got to go do this and I got to go do this and I got to go do this, and it just turned his heart towards greed, right? Like it wasn't enough, and then he didn't have enough place for it, and I need bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he, he's telling himself another lie of like, now I can go and rest and make merry and, and drink and all those things because now I'll be fine. And it's, that's what we do. We go out there and we fight. We're like, well, if I get the job I want, if I get the promotion I want, if I have the car I want, if I have the house I want, you know, if my kid's on the right football team or soccer team or they get in the right school, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay out there, right? That's, but really, it's never going to be okay like that. Like mm-hmm. this man, God actually calls him a fool, right? In the parable, you fool. Like tonight you're gonna die. None of that's gonna mean anything, right? right? None of that's gonna be it, mean anything. And how much of our time do we spend toiling out there on these exterior things that are never gonna mean anything? You know, that that where where, where we think uh, if I just have this, if I just have that, then I'm gonna be okay. You know, my wife, my my wife, my aunt, um, she passed away a couple weeks ago. You know, of uh, or about a month ago now. Uh, she had Parkinson's, ninety one, laid up in a hospital bed for years. Didn't know anybody and was you know this big around and really a merciful passing, you know, in in the way I looked at it. But, you know, I was down at my dad's last weekend cutting grass and helping him do things that's just been too hot for him to do. You know, he's 81 years old and can't be out there for a long time in the heat. So I was doing all that. My aunt lived just a little north of his farm in Oxford, Mississippi, and he said, look, why don't I follow you up there? And we go in her house, and, and, you know, we're going to have an estate sale. She was only – you know she she didn't have any kids she was mm-hmm. never married was a tenured professor had tons of money you know and, and she was very generous gave us money when we had kids and i know she's rebuilt the house they grew up in so the family could enjoy it i mm-hmm. mean she just was a very good person we walked up there as me and the kids and we go in and it made this really made me think of this in the in the gospel yesterday walked in her house and like my dad's like all right start looking through all this stuff and see if you want anything because we get a family discount and all this stuff and if you want something Sure. And I looked around, and I was like, man, she's gone, and there's all this stuff, right? Her office was just powerful stuff, and she was a literary professor, English professor, so she had book after book after book after book and pottery pieces and all sort of couches and, I mean, really nice stuff, but all I could think about is, like, look, she's gone, and look at all the stuff that's mm-hmm. here, right, what's left. And it, it, it just made me think that, like, one day— all the stuff that I've amassed out here outside that's made me feel better for a moment or all this thing is gonna be somebody else's junk. Mm-hmm. Right? People are gonna come through there and they're gonna pick out a chair or a couch or the nice things, and then you're gonna be left with just stuff that somebody's eventually gonna throw out. Right. And and that's how this guy is has spent his life, right? Is I'm amassing all these things. And the Lord's like, whose are those gonna be when it's all said and done? Mm-hmm. And even the um even the 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 first reading from Ecclesiastes, you know, he says in there for what profit comes to a man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun, all his days, sorrow, and grief or his occupation, even at night his mind is not at rest. But he's like, you know, who's all this gonna go along to? Right. Right? And, and and we hear in Mark eight thirty-six, he you know, Jesus says, you know, what good is it for a man to what does it profit a man to, to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I'm not saying my aunt did that at all. I'm just using that example of like I walked in there and I'm like I mean, this puts this in perspective. Like, mm-hmm. in my bedroom right now, in, in a closet way up high, shut behind everything else, is all of the work plaques I ever got from Napa. Salesman of the year here, salesman of the year there, quota maker there, quota maker there, the national one. You know, it was great. I got a little bit of extra money, and I have a nice clock in the den. But those things are sitting on a shelf. Like, they don't even matter to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I die, my kids are going to pull those things out when they're going through my stuff and go, oh, this was nice. This is when Dad won those awards. Do you all want them? No, no, no throw them in the trash, right. right? And so, you know, when we don't fight this interior battle of our hearts and see, like, what is my heart really seeking? What do I really need in this world? When we buy into the the lie of the, the world, the flesh and the devil, that I've got to have these things, I've got to have the support, because that was that guy's folly, is that if I just have enough money, I'm going to have enough security. If I have enough grain, I'm going to have enough wealth, right? I'll be taken care of. And very often in our lives, That's how we spend our time too, is like, well, if I just have enough in in my 401k, if I have $100,000 in my checking, then I'll be okay, or my savings the rest of my life. If I have this sort of car paid off at this time, and it's the things that take us away and we're out there fighting paper champions, right? We're out there fighting ghosts and and all these things instead of like, no, what's really going to, where I really need to be spending my time is fighting that interior battle of my heart. Right, this this man was obviously searching for something, Mm -hmm. because what he said in the beginning was, "Tell him to split the inheritance." He was worried about his security. He was worried about how he's going to be taken care of. What's my life going to be like? And it wasn't enough to know, like, I'm a son of of God, and I'm going to be taken care of because I live my life in the right way. And what really matters is the eternal treasure I'm storing up in heaven. You know, Saint Paul even alludes to that too when he says, "You know, do not seek what's here on earth, but Mm -hmm. like seek seek what's above." That's what he said in that second reading uh paraphrased obviously but we don't listen to that and we seek things in the wrong places and we wind up fighting battles outside of ourselves that we're not meant to fight right that we're wasting our time when the true fight that needs to be fought is in our hearts it's those wounds it's those 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 you know places in our heart that we just haven't entered into because maybe they're painful or they're difficult and when we leave those things when we don't fight those first we charge out into the world to do and be all these Mm -hmm. things we're never even gonna get that right. At the end, God's gonna look at us and say, You fool, you know, the fight was inside, not right. not out here on all these exterior circumstances.
1: Well, I mean, you kinda of hit the nail on the head in the sense where it comes to like anxiety and and worry, it it creates over time, um uh you say like a, a delusion that that you're not capable enough to, to, to live a happy life, you know? Yeah. Um you you soon to become motivated that well if 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 I can do this, pay this bill off, then this worry will leave. Well, it doesn't ever leave because there's a new, a new worry that always comes. Yeah, and and eventually it becomes a diagnosis, as we know in the in the world of behavior health, to where some people have to take medication for it because it's something that's so traumatic event that they have to kind of really identify um, where where am I le- where am I going with this stress? Sure. And um, as we know, stress is a a great deal of an issue of. Uh, Physical in the heart. I mean, you yeah. know, a lot of people who who deal with stress and have to take blood pressure medicine, right? And that is a side effect of, of what this is all about. We're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so funny how, like, I mean, I've talked about it the last couple weeks on the podcast. So you start seeing people physically healed when they start dealing with the stuff in here. Yeah. Like, I know so many people that have been on pills and all sort of medications and... Then they start changing the things. They start dealing with the stuff inside they haven't dealt with. And all of a sudden it's like, huh, I don't need that Xanax. Mm-hmm. Huh, I don't need that whatever else. And they, all these weight pills or whatever else, I'm just naturally healthier because I'm healing the things inside of me. And and that's what we're called to do. I mean, that's in, you know, that second reading with Paul from Colossians, I mean, that's what he says. He says, you know, put to death um, – the parts of you that are earthly. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about, that battle. The battle's not out there. And as men, we specifically, like, we're like, hey, let me just go hit something, right? Because as as men, we're taught, we got to do, we got to do, we got to do, we got to do. Got to be busy, got to produce, got all this stuff. But really, what we need to put to death are the things inside of us that are that we're struggling with that we don't want to deal with. And that's the hard part, because as men, we want to hide that up, we want right. to cover it, we want to drink it away, we want to smoke it away, we want to, you know, porn it away, or whatever you want to call it. Instead of just dealing with it. in that fight, the true fight, the honorable fight, the courageous fight of a man is in his heart. right? We can go out there and want to affect everything in the world, but quite honestly, until we fought those battles of our own heart, we're going to continue to step on our own landmines out there. We're going to continue to trip over our own tripwires. Right? And we're going to fall on our face, and we're going to wind up like this man, the rich fool, that thought that, man, instead of dealing with why do I feel insecure in my mm-hmm. heart, why do I feel like I'm searching for something to make me feel protected in my life and taken care of when the answer to that is Jesus Christ, right? The right. answer to that is God and giving yourself wholly to him. Why not fight that battle inside instead of going out and saying, I'm going to do and do and do and build and build and build. Cause eventually it's going to wind up like my aunt's house with a bunch of stuff that's somebody else's junk. And then you haven't lived a life, not to say and my, wife, my, my aunt didn't. She was a great person. Mm-hmm. But then you, you may have had a life that is not what Jesus Christ intended for you. you know, either we follow the Lord and we seek eternal, the eternal reward or we're wandering aimlessly through an empty life devoid of meaning right? Because we're simply refusing to fight these interior battles and we're allowing them to come on the exterior. And then we start buying into the lies of the world, the flesh and the devil. Mm-hmm. If, if you have this, you'll be happy. If you, you have this, you'll be secure. If if people treat you this way, you'll feel good about yourself. If you And we start to seek that somewhere else than inside our own hearts from God himself. And so you know, I just talking to Max today, and, and really reading through these readings. I know you can read these a different way. You know, there's greed and all that stuff in there too. But it really just made me look at how, when we refuse to to fight the fight that that counts, the one that's inside, the one that changes us, mm-hmm. right? Then then we fall, or we find ourselves falling into so many traps, like this man did, and that we get so warned about vanity and all the things Ecclesiastes was talking about. And so, you know, if you're a guy out there that's dealing with stuff in your life and you feel like, you know, no matter, I'm always mad at somebody or something's never going my way or I never have enough, I I challenge you to look interiorly, Mm -hmm. you know, because you've probably been trying your best to fight those things outside. And a lot of those things cause you to lose relationships and jobs and everything else because you're dealing with something that's really not the root of the problem. It's something inside yourself. It's something interior. So I challenge you, you know, if if you're having those sort of troubles in your life, if you feel yourself reaching for things and feeling like, you know, I've got to indulge myself or I've got to be self-reliant, right, then to look in your heart and see where maybe God's leading you and start fighting that battle instead of some ghost you're chasing out there that really is just the the results of not fighting the fight, the true fight that Mm -hmm. you should in your soul. So, man, you do that by sitting down and taking time with the Lord and asking him the hard questions. You know, what's going on in my life? You know, why do I feel this way? What am I struggling with? Where does this come from? Reveal my wounds to me. Really, that's yeah. the interior life, and that's the hardest part for a man sometimes mm-hmm. is sitting down and peeling back the layers of that onion because we've simply been told all our life, no, you need that hard exterior that nothing can, can penetrate and nothing can permeate and nothing can get through, and you got to be like a piece of iron. That's no good because you can't get to the heart. And the heart often hardens with the outside and the exterior. So, guys, if you're looking for for the place to fight, it's in your heart. It's in your soul. Ask God to lead you to those places, and he will do so. So, Victor, let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, as men, we're always looking for someone to fight, someone to fight against. Lord, we know that in our hearts is the true place where we have the field of battle. Oftentimes the world, the flesh, and the devil put other things in front of us to distract us and we be- get pulled away from you. But Lord, it is in the battlefield of our hearts where we become the men that we're called to be. So help us do that. Help us do that today and all the rest of the days of our lives. In your most holy name we pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at
1: gmail.com.